Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shaw. Yeah, what's up, fam? Hope you guys had a great July 4th. It is July 5th, Tuesday. Use this show shot on a Monday. But the Thick Boy staff had Monday off. They want the holidays off. So that's how we got to do it around here. If you want to talk to HR, you're looking at them. What's up? Complain to me. Um, yeah, nothing nothing like a little break. Although not too much of a break because the squad did work Saturday night. We had uh, UFC 2. Uh, 76 Calabasas fight companion. So that's a bit of a, a take on for the squad. We're basically working, uh, what from five to 11, five to midnight around there, around there. Around the there. squad's doing work. Um, if you haven't watched yet, it's a fun one. It's a fun one. UFC 276 fight companions available right now on thick boy. We had Josh Thompson, uh, Luke Rockhold. I almost said Luke Thomas, uh, Luke Rockhold. And uh, my boy, uh, Trevor Wallace. Trevor is absolutely hilarious. One of my favorite people on the planet. We do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of, uh, you know, stand up together all over LA. So that's fun. Um, yeah, man, it was a grand old time. It was a grand old time. Uh, those fight campaigns, they're fun. They're funner when the fights are, are saucy. The fights, I, I wouldn't describe UFC 276 as saucy. It we you know it was a great card on paper, but um the the prelims were fun. The prelims, there's definitely some MVPs on the prelims. Ian Gary, if this kid's not on your radar, you fucking up. Ian Gary is a complete savage. Technical savage, big for a welterweight. Technically, he is just checks all boxes, kids. Checks all the goddamn boxes. He put on a clinic against Gabriel Green, um, you know, and then it's tough because yet the UFC is in good hands because you got a lot of uh, young talent who is coming up and they're coming up fast. So, you know, just on these prelims uh, on the ABC portion, you had Ian Gary and uh, Jalen Turner. <coughs> Jalen Turner, if you're not familiar with him at lightweight, he's huge. I think he's six, two or six, three. three. He's huge for a lightweight. Yeah. And this kid has all the hype on him. There's a reason he was the main event on the ABC card. Uh, they gave him his t- toughest opponent yet in Brad uh, Riddell. You know, Brad got knocked out by Fazeev, who's fighting this weekend. Um, so Brad's fallen some tough times. It took Jalen Turner 45 seconds. And submission really isn't his game either. Kid's a, he's going to be a problem. Big, big problem. I'd assume he jumps in the top 15 in the lightweight uh, rankings there, probably, you know, somewhere between 13 to 15. But he definitely earned his ticket there. Ian Gary, I'm telling you, this kid's so fun to watch, man. He's so fun to watch. Um, he's, he's a good one. And then when it comes to the main uh, card, uh, which is what we'd cover on the Calabas Fight Companion, with the boys, I was so excited for Pedro Munoz, Sean O'Malley, like the rest of you. And then, you know, you get an eye poke. Uh, definitely accidental. I don't think it was a case of, you know, and if you look at the eye poke, it, it was like a palm, like glove. It wasn't like a John Jones poke. You know what I'm saying? Where he's, he's putting his hands out. It's kind of, it's like a palm and he's like backing away. It's just such a, it's just unfortunate, you know? And um, a lot of people are like, oh, Munoz wanted out of the fight. You know how stupid you got to be to say that? Oh, Munoz knew he was losing. He went out of the fight. Well, first of all, I think two out of the three judges gave him the first round. And there wasn't like anything crazy going on where, you know, Pedro Munoz was thinking to himself, oh, my God, this Sean O'Malley's going to knock me out. You know, there's none of that. It's just unfortunate. And I'm a guy. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But when a fight is a no contest, there's an eye poker, it gets canceled. I'm good. I don't want to see it again. I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, just reschedule it. I, there's something, I don't know what it is. I can't explain to you why I feel like that. I'm good. It's like this letdown, and I just, the hype's over with, between them. It was a perfect fight for Sean O'Malley to, you know, fight the toughest opponent yet. Perfect style matchup for him. And then this happens. So it's kind of like, now we move on. And I think that's, uh, that's actually a problem for Sugar Sean because if the UFC does go, all right, you don't want to do, redo that, you want us to give you someone else in the top 10, 
you know, it's gonna be in the, he didn't even get a taste of those, those upper echelon guys. He didn't get a taste. And if you are a sugar Sean hater, which I'm not, I fucking love the dude. And I do think he has all the talent in the world to be champion. And I do think he can beat a lot of those top, top 10 guys. He just has to prove it to the haters out there. But if you are a hater of sugar, Sean, you're going, well, he lost the first round. And then you're going to watch just the, you, you know, obviously the UFC's invested in sugar, Sean, he has a new contract. He's definitely one of the most famous guys besides Izzy. Probably the most famous guy on the card. You could argue Volkanovs. Yeah, Max Holloway's pretty big too. Um, Sugar Sean, that's what's crazy. Sugar Sean hasn't fought any of these top dudes. And we're arguing right now, is, is he the most famous guy besides Izzy on the card? There's Alexander Volkanovsky, Max Holloway, Sugar Sean. Izzy's at the top there. It's tough. He's up there. That's also a card with Jim Miller and Cowboy Cerrone, who have the most fights ever. I think Jim Miller has 40 fucking fights. Uh, Sean O'Malley has, what, five? You know what I'm saying? That's how the kids made some waves in a short amount of time. So it's it's it it's not good that that happened an, as a no contest. Um, and for those of you going, oh, Pedro wanted out, you don't know Pedro Munoz, you idiots. He is an absolute stand-up dude uh, and a savage. Savage, savage, savage. He wouldn't. Not not a chance. And Reed Harris uh, even uh, tweeted out that the the next morning on Sunday morning he saw uh, Munoz's eyes and it was completely shut and swollen. So, I mean, come on, come on, uh, go up with Sugar Sean tweet. The only thing is that this weird. And again, I get what Sugar Sean's doing. First man to finish page. There you go. This is his thing. This is shtick, right? It's not that I agree with it, but it, it's just. It's his MO. So first man to finish Pedro. Breaking news, Sugar State Athletic Commission officially rules Pedro over Sugar, a fat fucking dumb dub. Dub W for Sugar. He's gonna double down, you know, because he doesn't want the hype to stop. And this gets him in the narrative. And we're talking about him after this big UFC 276. Cause really, you look at UFC 276, who are we talking about? We're talking about Piera, right? With the knockout of Sugar of uh, Strickland. Um you're talking about Volkanovsky, who had a flawless performance against Max Holloway. And then you're talking about uh, Sugar Sean, even though it was a no contest. Or you're talking in Izzy, and for the majority of the media outlets out there in MMA, they're talking about Izzy in a negative light, which you're not going to get here. I think that's absolutely ridiculous and uncalled for. Um, so I think for Sugar Sean, doubling down, going, yeah, I beat him. It's, 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 it, I know you guys hate it. It's his MO, though. Same thing with uh, Cheeto Vera. He's like, oh, I've never lost. I'm like, well, technically, yeah. you know, and then, oh, this is when. Well, technically, he doesn't live in that world. And his fan base, which is pretty massive, is like, yeah, you won that one. It's like, do you, man? Do you, baby? The only thing, you know, if you go the go the bantamweight rankings for me, Chin, because it, Sugar Sean, his first real test is a no contest. He's 13. Munoz is at nine. Donald Cruz has a matchup. Uh, I like Rob Font for him. If you want to go up to seven, I like Rob Font for him. And then after that, you know, it's off to the races. Then you're messing with the big boys. You're messing with the biggest boys. Not that the guys, you know, 12 through nine aren't big boys. I'm just saying you're after the races there. Um, I, I know Sugar Sean uh, wants to be in those top guys and get paid like it. I, I'd like a, a Sugar Sean O'Malley Jack Shore fight, to be honest. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, our boy Jack Shore. Yeah. It's a little taste of the rainbow, Daddy. Mm -hmm. Remember uh, in yearbooks when kids would put uh, life's what was it? Life's a rainbow. Taste it. Do you remember? Did they sign your <laughs> no. yearbooks like that? It was like a thing at my school. It was like life's life's a rainbow. Taste something like a Skittles reference. I forget. Mm -hmm. I was just like, all right, dude. Well, whoever originally wrote this is fantastic, but the rest of you copy it. It makes no sense, you know? Um, yeah, so so for Sugar, it's it's not ideal. You know, this was his first big test, and it ends in a no contest, and he's saying it's a win. The UFC is going to promote it, you know, as it, moving on. I don't know. I can't explain it to you guys. I don't know what it is. Once a fight falls out, like – the, I'd say the only fight that fell out where I was like, oh, we have to make this happen was Tony Ferguson, his prime and Khabib. That was the only one where they could reschedule that bad bitch 10 times. I'm like, come on, daddy, here we go. Buying the pay-per-view just for that. And it always fell out. You know, mm -hmm. that's the only fight I always wanted to see, even if they reschedule it outside that once this stuff happens, I'm out. Let's move on.
Let's move on, Daddy. Um, I really think they messed up by putting Pedro and uh, Sugar Sean first. I think that's why there was a no contest. I think they should have kicked the pay-per-view off to get our dicks hard with Brian Barberina and Robbie Lawler. Mm. And clearly, I told you guys, if that thing goes all three rounds, five the night, but sh- but the chance that happens is not good. Somebody's going to get stopped. Uh, I did have uh, Brian Barberina in my DraftKings parlay. He was one of the three men on there. Sean O'Malley was also on there. So I think that messes up the parlay. And then I had Izzy. So, you know, Brian, I'm, I'm, I'm two out of three with a no contest. Not too bad. Uh, Brian Barberina was the only slight dog there. He was minus 105. Robbie Lawler's minus 115. So, you know, it's not like I'm taking crazy chances here. Um, that but the, by far the most entertaining fight was Barbarina Robbie Lawler. That was so d- goddamn fun. If you're Robbie Lawler, what do you do? You're forty, you know. Clearly, can still compete. Um, you know when people go, Rob, Robbie needs to wrestle. Robbie needs to shoot. Oh, really? That's like telling a cheetah not to run fast. It's literally what he does, dude. That's his. It's in his DNA. He can't fight any other way. I do think there's entertaining fights at welterweight form. All day, all day. Now, do I want to see an Ian Gary, Robbie Lawler? Wouldn't be mad at it. Is that throwing Robbie Lawler to the young Dublin Wolverine? Yeah, it is, but I'm here for it. Ian Gary, I'm telling you folks, you need to check that box as a fan favorite. You check him and Arnold Allen. Uh, I think on the companion, we're talking about who could give – Volkanovski the most fits, and Arnold Allen is my number one guy, and we will get to that. Uh, but if you go back, Chin, um, so you have Brian Barberina and uh, Robbie Lawler saved the day because that Pedro Munoz, Sugar Sean fight broke our hearts. It was just uneventful, and especially, listen, when you're on a fight campaign, I got three hours on the air. You need some entertainment, man. You know, I can only talk so much. So it came to a screeching halt with Pedro Munoz, Sean O'Malley, and then uh, Brian Barberina said, Hold my mohawk. I got you, boys. Did his thing. You got a great fight there. And then Alex Piera and Sean Strickland. Um, this one was interesting, right? I, because a part of me is a little resentful towards Alex Piera because he's only had, what, three fights? And then they're literally just doing the easiest matchups to get him to Izzy. I don't think we've ever seen this. If you think about other guys, and Alex Pierre has a background, a world-class background in kickboxing. I'm a world champion in glory, you know, for light uh, heavyweight champion, middleweight champion. Savage, straight fucking savage on the feet. Um, yeah, I mean, he lost his last one, I think got overturned. So I think he's currently the light heavyweight champion. There's something weird there, but either way, he was the middleweight champion and the light heavyweight champion, period. That's that guy's pedigree. He's a freaking savage. He's also enormous. That's the other thing he's enormous so the ufc loves him um but i have does anyone else feel like this i have a bit of a problem where the ufc is fast tracking him just to get to eat izzy and give him the perfect matchups in order to get there well i don't think we've ever seen this because if you look at it like uh who came onto the scene blew onto the scene brock lesnar they didn't give him ideal matchups off the bat he fought like a heath herring who's a dog you know they did not you look at uh, another guy, granted, he has no background in fighting, but still, you'll get CM Punk. They didn't do him any favors. They fight, you know, they get toss him a savage dude. So, uh, over time, you you know, you look at uh, James Tony, another guy, crazy boxing background. They said, here is literally the best rest- wrestler we have on the roster, sir. Couldn't be a worse matchup for you. He's new ankle pick and take you right down. You could have gave him a boxer if you want him to succeed. We, it's with uh, Alex Piera, he's just getting spoon-fed these guys to just to get to Izzy. We've never seen anything like it. And here's the other thing. To me, it's so short-sighted, but also shows you how dominant Izzy is where there's nothing else for him. The UFC's like, ah, we, we got to do something here, man. Someone's like, all right, let's get this Alex Piera kid in here who's beat him twice back in the day in kickboxing only. There's a narrative there like, yeah, but how are we going to get him there? Just give him the easiest fights possible, the perfect matchups. You know, so it shows you how dominant Izzy is, which I think should be the takeaway of all this uh, chatter right now online. Because um, Izzy's so dominant, they had to fast track an Alex Piera with three fights. They give him a top four guy in Sean Strickland, who's the perfect matchup for him. 
you know, he just starches them. Um, I did pick Sean Strickland to win that fight because I thought Sean Strickland would use his fight IQ and wrestle early on. And then as the fight got going, would uh, capitalize on the feet once Pierre was more tired. That was not the case. That was not the case. And if you did bet on Sean Strickland, you're not happy this morning. You probably uh, lost the money by your kids' firecrackers because Sean Strickland went, I'm just as good as he is at striking. And then Pierre went, I don't think so. Check this left hook out. And then knocked him unconscious. So that's cool. But with Sean Strickland, um, Michael Bisping said this, and I've heard this, and I'm always hesitant to criticize guys if I'm not there. If I don't know, if I didn't train with them personally, if I haven't seen them, I'm always, I, I, I hesitate to criticize a guy. But Bisbing uh, was saying on his uh, BT Sport uh, show, which is one of my favorite shows, he does a great job on that. He was saying, uh, you know, Pierre was going to win because he goes, Sean Strickland has no wrestling. He goes, he can't wrestle. But remember, we had Marvin Vittori on Food Truck, and he also did the the hot takes, the shop show hot takes, breaking down these fights. He also thought Sean Strickland was going to win, and he's trained with him. But he was saying Sean Strickland's wrestling has gotten better because he trained with that Bellator world champion who just beat Musasi. He's saying that kid's a wrestler. He's going with him. His wrestling's getting better. So I figured there's the possibility of improving his grappling, especially you don't need to be, you know, freaking uh, first-team All-American NCAA wrestler to take Alex Pierre down. Anyone with decent jiu-jitsu takedowns should be able to take this kickboxer down pretty easily. So I figured Sean Strickland would use some more of that, wear him out, and then if he wanted to, you know, play that game, that dicey game on the feet, he'd do it later in the rounds. But he just was like, nah, just jab with him and, you know, keep my chin high and uh, leave some openings for him. And for a guy like Alex Pierre, that is, I mean, you're just chumming the waters, baby. He was chumming those Brazilian waters. And that big, great white, every bit of that Alex Pierre just ate him alive, man. So fast track to now he's getting a title shot against Izzy. <sighs> and you look at that to me, like I was saying before I went on that long rant about this, the Alex Pierre experiment to me is so short-sighted. So let's talk about it. So Alex Pierre is getting the next title shot, right? Uh, there's a, a storyline there. Of course, seeing what he did to Sean Strickland, the, the, the common fans excited now, right? Like, Oh, this guy's a knockout beast. Very cool. Um, he beat Izzy twice in kickboxing fucking 10 years ago. Here we go. This is the one guy who beat Izzy. Sure. So let's say in this weird world we live in, he beats Izzy, which I don't think is asking too much considering it's going to be a straight kickboxing match. I do think Izzy is a better MMA striker. He's more fluent on the feet when it comes to four ounce gloves. He has more tools. Uh, his footwork's a lot better. Um, but let's say Alex Pierre were to beat is he okay so you have a guy who doesn't speak english brazilian champion at middleweight okay and then who else chain if you go to the middleweight rankings right now uh-huh. i i i challenge you guys i fucking challenge you guys in the top i'll say seven because eight and nine can't wrestle in the top seven who does piera beat go you're literally just fast tracking a guy who doesn't speak English because he beat Izzy 10 years ago in kickboxing and he's stylistically the worst matchup for Izzy on paper. You're trying to dethrone your biggest champion for a guy who doesn't speak English who the fans really don't know because he beat him 10 years ago because your champion's been so dominant. We can't figure out what else to do with him. So let me get it straight. You're going to fast track a guy who, again, doesn't speak English, can't wrestle, can't do jiu-jitsu, isn't an MMA fighter, just does kickboxing, and if he beats him, he literally can't beat anybody in the top seven. That's the plan? Name one guy he beats in the top seven shit besides Sean Strickland. Go. Let's go through it. Robert Whitaker can wrestle his ass off. Wrestles ass off was a monster in Australia wrestling. Jared Cannon Air, yeah, he's taking him down, dude. Not the best wrestler, but can he's big, can take him down. Marvin Vittori taking him down, guarantee you. Derek Brunson, the worst matchup in the world for him. 
the worst. Paulo Costa, not great. He might be able to beat him. Paul Costa, you know, you never know. Jack Her- Hermanson, do you think he beats him? Fuck no. Darren Taylor, you're right, I'll give you. Kelvin Gaslam, nope. Nope. So what do you do? So let's say in this weird fucking world we live in, he knocks out Izzy. All right, well, you're going to get two for one there because Izzy's been such a dominant champion, he's going to have to do the rematch. Then Izzy beats him there, right? So that's one on one. Then you got to do the trilogy. But again, you're just investing a guy who has no future in the UFC unless you guys baby him like you've done his entire UFC career and keep giving him ideal matchups. So what are you just going to fast track other perfect stylist matchups for him? So let's say he beats Izzy and they go, oh, we don't do a rematch. Here's Darren Till because he'll strike with him. The guy seven through one's like, what the fuck? Darren Till and won him forever. And they go, yeah, you're right, man. And they beat Darren Till. They're like, all right, what a, uh, here's Uriah Hall. He'll strike with him. Okay. Here's Brad Tavares. But he just lost. We know it's going to be a cool fight, though. That's what we're doing now? There's, if you look at the business plan, it makes no fucking sense to me. And he's a very dangerous matchup for Izzy. Super dangerous. Anybody else, he's fucked, dude. Fucked. Mark my words. He will not be around long. I don't think so. Depend on the, as soon as he loses, the UFC's going to go, cool, now welcome to the real world. Here's Derek Bronson. You just fought the champ. We, we can't give you a guy ranked below five. You just lost to the champ. And you beat the number four guy. Uh, here's Vittori. Here's Cannonier. Here's Brunson. Here's Hermanson. What are you going to do, dude? He don't beat any of those guys. And this isn't me hating on Piera. It's just me telling you he has no grappling or wrestling whatsoever. Also, if you're going to bang a guy, he ain't young. That's the other thing about him. He's not that young. They have to fast track him. This isn't a Sugar Sean or Patty Pimlet, you know, uh, prospect that we can build up over time. How old is he? He looks older than me. 34. He's 34 at middleweight, dude. Heavyweight? Even 34 at heavyweight. It's been two years. Middleweight? With those savages? Do we really think this is the smartest plan, UFC? Again, I know you guys had yesterday off, and you're in your, I always talk about your marketing meeting today, and like, Real quick, I just want to. I hope there's one guy in there. He's going to get fired every time. But he raises his hand. And goes, Dana. <clears throat> I get the Alex Pierre thing, and that's cool. And that build is going to be lit, man. What? Uh, what if he beats him? Dana goes, right, right. Uh, Darren Till. You know, well, well, you think like what about the other guys? Like, yeah, you're right. Hall, no. Because uh, if we give him anybody else, he loses. He goes, well, if he does beat Dizzy, then we got to do the rematch, right? And then you do the the rubber match, and then. So that's that. Just this guy who can't beat anybody else but Izzy is constantly going to fight for the title. It's insane to me. It, may, it makes no sense. And to me, this shows you how dominant of a champion Izzy has been. Now, was that main event a bit of a snooze fest? Yeah, I'll give you that. My my issue is not with Izzy. Izzy's the champ. Jared Cannonier wants what Izzy has. It's up to him to make the fight. Now, there are other champions who show out, put it on the line every time, sure. But when you look at the reigning champs, you look at the reigning, the guys who constantly defend the title, making big boy money, because the only way to make big boy money in the UFC is to become multiple defending champion. That's when you get pay-per-view points. That's when the endorsements are coming. Whether it's a head kick knockout or a five-round boring decision, it doesn't matter. Your money's rolling in, and Izzy knows this, and Izzy's legacy knows this. So Izzy goes, all right, he has to bring the fight to me. Now, if they don't bring the fight, you get a Yoel Romero fight. You get, you know, these decisions. You get the Jared Cannonier fights. It's on them. And I'm, I would assume Jared Cannonier is watching the tape this morning going, fuck, it was my one shot. It was my one shot. I played it safe because I didn't want to get the highlight reel knockout. I was playing it safe. I took, ready, zero chances in 25 minutes against Izzy Adesanya. I took zero fucking chances to win that fight. I guess the feathering cap is I lasted five rounds with the best middleweight in the world of all time. Yeah, that's what you're going for. Took zero chances. Look at the guys that take chance against Izzy. Look what happens to him. Robert Whitaker, destroyed. Paulo Costa, destroyed. Kelvin Gaslam, t- 
top three, I'd say top two middleweight fights of all time. If you take a chance against Izzy, you get a phenomenal fight. If you play it safe, he's like, this is money in the bank for me, dude. I'm in cruise control. I'm in the HOV lane. You suckers got to get me out of this HOV lane. I'm cruising, man. I'm making all the money. I'm getting all the endorsements. I'm on all the fucking promotional stuff. You want to take this away from me? You want to take away my records, my title? Make me. I, to me, I don't have a problem with, with Izzy doing this. And I know, uh, what's his name, Pratt, fucking the guy. In, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt was like, for me, uh, I'm disappointed because, uh, you know, if you don't talk all that shit, you got to show out, you got to do that. Hey, bro, we're not telling you how to make fucking, what's it, what movie is he in? Jurassic Park. Don't get me started on Jurassic Park. That, that thing we knew was a nightmare. What was the other thing he's on? Um, what is that? What's the called? most famous one he's Guardians on? Of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's like Izzy. Go, criticizing Guardians of the Galaxy going, uh, I think Gru talks too much. Pratt would be like, what the fuck do you know about movies? Izzy's like, nothing at all. So him be like, I, you know, hold on. This is the first time you're on a national broadcast for the UFC and you take this opportunity to clown our boy Izzy? Oh, I didn't hear that. That's like me. Yeah, he was on the UFC post show clowning mm -hmm. Izzy. Going, listen, I'm just an actor. So he knew he was going down that road. They always do that, but I'm just an actor, but Izzy, blah, blah, blah. Now I heard now Rogan swears by Chris Pratt, says he's a great guy. I actually enjoy Chris Pratt. I like Chris Pratt. He gets a lot of hate online. I don't get it. But there's this thing. I'm not a fan. Lackluster over Jir Cannonier. Pitter patter performance. All that talk. Pitter patter? <laughs> pitter patter? No, pitter patter is called acting, sir. Pitter patter would be acting because none of it's real, is it? You don't really have a best friend that's a raccoon that talks to you do you you don't have a tree stump named Gru that's basically vin diesel do you that's pitter patter izzy putting his freaking health on the line to fight this monster and jared cannonier and jared taking zero shots that's his issue not izzy's izzy makes the same money jared cannonier wants what izzy has and didn't do anything to sacrifice to get that so what are you gonna do you guys want to hate on Izzy? You get the guy from fucking Jurassic Park hate on Izzy? The guy who's riding on a motorcycle, run away from T-Rex's hate on Izzy? That's what we do these days? Pitter-patter. Dude, here's the thing about those dinosaurs, kids. You know what? T-Rex can't run that fast, right? Did you know that? You know they were slow as shit? You know anybody in this room could outrun a T-Rex? Why? Because they're the size of the Titanic. They're slow as fuck. They're not that scary. You know in the, their main thing where they go, that's also fake. They think they were high-pitched, didn't yell that loud, and also covered in feathers. Okay? Oh, and those Velociraptors that always cause problems, Jurassic Park, you know the size of a fucking poodle? That's pitter-patter, dude. How dare you criticize Izzy? How dare you? Love your movies. I am a fan. I don't think you should get all the hate you get. I am a fan. But you can't come to the UFC for the first time, get on the mic, and hate on our guy. We can't have that, dude. We just simply can't have that. Do you want me to give you a hot take on Jurassic Park? I'll tell you when I knew it was shit. When there's dinosaurs in the city, that's when I'm out. If it's around trees, I'm in. If you're around buildings, I'm out. It's pretty simple, dude. And pterodactyls would be a fucking nightmare in the city. You want to make a horror movie, pterodactyl horror movie? I'm in on that. That sounds cool. But these little dinosaurs run around the city, and we're, and I, apparently in Jurassic Park, the new one, it's like humans and fucking dinosaurs get along. I'm out, dude. Unless it's Ice Age with their cartoons, I'm not watching it. That's pitter-patter, sir. That's what that is. How dare you? Come on our broadcast, the UR, our UFC post-fight broadcast. And the first thing out of your mouth is you hate on the main event? Jesus. You know what, sir? You won't be invited back. Unless Joe Rogan gives you tickets, daddy. Which you probably will, so you'll be back. But God, you get all this hate, dude, and then you hate on Izzy. It is weird that, of all people, Chris Pratt would say that. It's so strange to me. Now everyone has their opinion that, right? Twitter thinks they're geniuses and Instagram thinks they're geniuses and they want to criticize Izzy. You guys don't realize if Izzy were to lose and take chance against a guy like Jared Cannonier, 
the what the the ripple effect it has on his legacy, his career, and also his bank account and his family's bank account. So it's not up to him to risk it all against a guy like Jared Cannonier. Here's thing about Cannonier: he will never be back there. So for him not to risk it is insane to me. Because if you're watching Izzy's tape, you can see kind of moments where maybe you could take advantage of it. But also you realize if you don't take opportunities, you're going to get out point. He's more technical than anybody, including Alex Pierre. I hate to tell you guys, Alex Pierre, I know we're on his nuts because he beat Sean Strickland. He ain't a better MMA striker than Izzy. He's not. And if you don't think Izzy would head kick fucking Sean Strickland's head off, if he played that same game and jabbed with him for a round, you're out of your goddamn mind. Izzy could do that same thing. But all you guys are on Alex Pierre's nuts right now. Y'all must have forgot. Because Izzy, to get to where he's at now, was doing that against top-tier contenders who weren't perfect matchups, who were fucking savages, like Kevin Kelvin Gaslam, like Robert Whitaker in his fucking prime, even Yoel Romero. You know what I'm saying? So this hate against Izzy, I'm telling you, you guys need to stop that bullshit. And Izzy pointed out, too, this happened with GSP, this happened with Muhammad Ali, all the great champions deal with this. And y'all must have forgot how short our memories are because you're busy watching Jurassic Park, T-Rex in the fucking city. You're busy with that, dude. Y'all must have forgot Anderson Silva had some snooze fest. But it wasn't Anderson Silva's fault. It was the guy who was fighting's fault. Anderson Silva had everything to lose. It's on the contender to bring the pain, dude. Take chances. Try to get the guy out of there. And now because Izzy's been so goddamn good at that, the UFC had to fast track a guy who doesn't speak English, who beat him 10 years ago, can't beat anybody else in the fucking top seven in order to find him a formidable opponent that we're excited about. Way to go. Way to go, Chris Pratt. Hope you're happy. I bet you'll be front row in that fucking Alex Pierre-Izzy fight with a Brazil flag. Just trying to win that Brazilian fan base. I don't know why he gets hate. I, th- I think as you know, he's kind of a trumper, and he was associated with that church. The church thing, I think. But even he thing. came out and was like, "I've never been to that church." Mm. <coughs> Bullshit. But the thing is, is even if he did, he shouldn't get hate. Who gives a shit? So that's what's next for Izzy. I think Izzy uh, after this Pierre fight, you know, I think for Izzy, uh, light heavyweight's the move. And him and Volkanovski talked about it leading up to this fight, how they're both going to test the waters. Even Izzy tried it, you know, with Jan, but that was just a nightmare of a matchup. But now with a guy like Yeri who fancied himself a striker, that would be fun for Izzy. That's a much better matchup. He's going to grapple, try and lay on top of him. He's going to, you know, try and knock him out, which would be so exciting. So I think that's there for Izzy. Obviously, if he gets past Alex Pierre, which I think he does, you guys just on this Alex Pierre hype train right now. You almost forgot how long he's been doing it. And I heard the walkout. He was like one of the best walkouts of all time. We didn't see it, did we, guys? On the fight command, we got to have someone with the earpiece in so we can, they can be like, yo, it's the, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what he's doing, you know? But I heard it was a fantastic walkout. I heard even uh, the fucking Undertaker tweeted out something like that was lit. I don't think he said lit because he's 60, but you get the idea. Uh, and then the co-main event, Alex Volk- Volkanovsky just, you know, proved, I think, he's the best featherweight of all time. You know, Josh Thompson wanted to argue that um, Jose Aldo is. And, of course, to me, the GOAT conversation changes. It, it's pretty fluent. It, it just depends. It's always fluent. So with Volkanovsky, you know, when he came on Food Truck, I said, you know, for me, as such a Max Holloway fan, and it's so hot in here again, so that's cool. But f- for Volkanovski, as such a, uh, a Max Holloway fan, I need that trilogy fight, and I need you to beat him convincingly so I can move on and label you the greatest of all time. Because you can, listen, it's Jose Aldo, Max Holloway, or Volkanovski is the, the best featherweights of all time. That's it. There's those three. You can change them in, the prime, whatever. Whatever order you want to put that in, I'm fine with it. I don't care. No argument here. But um, Volkanovski closed that chapter, boom, straight up outclassed Max Holloway. And he commented uh, on the post-fight interview that um, in that second fight, apparently USADA woke him up like in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. His team was like, what the fuck? Right now? He's sleeping. He has a fight tomorrow like this. When we do it, 
So he did it. He took a bunch of sleeping pills, like CBD sleeping pills. So he's like really groggy, just out of it. So he said when we went in that fight, he goes, "If you, you can tell, I just wasn't on. I had an off night. Had a really bad off night." Volkanovski and I died to make excuses. He's never told that story. He said, "I wanted to wait till I beat Max Holloway convincingly before I told that story." I believe him clearly, because you can tell in this this third fight, this rubber match fight, he definitely got better, man. And it's very evident they will never fight again. So for Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway, um, you know, for Volkanovsky, there are some fights at 45 I would love to see. But obviously the big bucks for him is at 55. 55 is a bit of a shit show, though. So, you know, when you talk about 55 and Volkanovsky, slow your roll because there's currently no champion. Um, there's also a name. Uh, a man named Islam Makachev who has deserved the title shot. Charles Oliveira missed weight, so he's not. So there's no champ. So you're gonna have to have Charles Oliveira and Makachev fight first of all. That's not even on paper. We have no plans for that. So let's say that's September, maybe October. Vote. You tell me, Volk's gonna wait till early 2023 to fight light at lightweight? I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, you know, and I like his chance against Charles Oliveira. I, I'm not crazy about him, uh, in his first fight, lightweight against Islam, not crazy about that. Not crazy at all about that. So, you know, I, I, I'm curious if they do do Oliveira and Makachev, which I think they're going to do, um, you know, some point mid to late, uh, 2022, if Islam wins that does Volkanovski still go up to 55? I don't know. I think if Charles Oliveira were to be there or they give him Charles Oliveira over Islam, which would be insane, um, I think he does it. But I think his team's going to wait a little bit to see how Islam looks against Charles. I think that's a much tougher fight for him, a very, very tough fight for him. But there's some bangers at 55. But if you want to go to 55 and you're the 45 champ, you want to do it for the belt, right? You're not just going to do it to do it. Um I think if he does want a big name fight and he doesn't want to go by kind of the normal protocols, which the hardcore is like, because the next fight for him would be Josh Emmett, correct? Now, there hasn't really been a word spoken about Josh Emmett. And if you looked into Josh Emmett's uh, I think tweets or something, I was reading the story the way the, so the UFC flew him out there and uh, basically just treated him. They, they let you know what, you, what they think of you, the, by the way, when they fly out um, to some of these events. You know, certain guys get certain treatment. Certain guys, they really take care of. Certain guys, they pay. Others, they don't pay. Certain guys get the suite. Other guys don't. Certain guys get walked into the back, and they get sat in the front row, and they get free drinks all night, and they get a fucking per diem for the outfit and all this other shit. And then certain guys, like Josh Emmett, who's the number four uh, guy in the world, they go, hey, here's nosebleed seats, no security, with your wife, have fun. This is what we think of you. So Emmett's like, dude, just release me. If this is what you're thinking, me, fucking let me out of here, which is such a shame, man. Um, yeah, no one's really talking about it. So this is Uriah Hall who can talk. Faber, Faber. Faber sorry. This is Uriah Faber who can talk like this because he's retired and he's very close with the Fertitas and Dana White. So he says, uh, he's talking about Josh Emmett here at UFC 276. He said he had a really bad experience. Um, he was put way back in the seating, not even with the rest of the guys. Had to find his way by himself upstairs because they have peons working security that are getting paid minimum wage that are like, hey, you can't come this way. He's not a confrontational guy unless you're paying him to beat someone up. He was really upset that there wasn't more made of the fact that he's the next guy in line. I'm going to talk to Dana White about it and talk to Hunter Campbell. Let them know that this was bullshit. <clears throat> he goes, Emma got ghosted. It's really sad. His wife was livid. He was living. He was just like, what do I have to do to get a little bit of respect? So Dana, I hope you see this and understand that it's Josh's time. I would say this is an indicator that the UFC doesn't think it's his time. He's not even cage sign. If you're next in line, they're going to hype that thing up. And let's be honest, it's not like Josh is ripping off promos or talking shit. That's not his thing. He lets his, he lets his abilities and, and fights speak for themselves and just has earned his way to a title shot. Um, so to have him cage, I go, this is next would be great. would build the fight, but clearly UFC is not thinking that and that's, it sucks for Josh. I've been there, dude. I have been there where you're seeing other people, you know, get special treatment and you're in the fucking way back, you know, nothing breaks your heart more. Nothing makes you feel 
more like a piece of shit. You know, it's like it's like riding the shuttle at an airport to get to the rental car place. Nothing makes you feel like more like a loser than riding the shuttle with the rest of the people and your bags are splashing around and you're waiting on there all fucking day. It's a nightmare, dude. Nightmare. Smells. It's carpet. You, you know, it's like, that's what it's like. They put him on the shuttle bus. While everybody else was in limos, they put our boy Josh Emmett on a shuttle bus to let him know that they're taking him away from the title shot. That's what they did. So if you're Josh, it's a fucking bummer. So if that's not next, which clearly isn't, which is a bummer for Josh. Sorry, Josh. Um, for Volkanovski, you know, I don't know where Henry Cejudo's at uh, as far as with uh, USADA, but that'd make a lot of sense. If you want a big name fight, put your title on the line, super fight. You know, it won't be at 55, but at least it's a big ass name fight at 45. I could see them pulling that off if they're going to play a game with Cejudo. Now, Cejudo interrupted Sugar Sean's uh, interview, which was hilarious. I think he might have been a little drunk. He was like, I think you suck. Absolutely suck. I think you absolutely suck. See, you're looking for an opponent. I'm looking for a warm-up. I was like, eesh. I don't think Sugar Sean wants those problems. Not yet. Not yet. I think eventually he could beat him, but not right now. So I think for Alexander Volkanovsky, Henry Cejudo makes the most sense if he's looking for a big fight. You know? Mm-hmm. But fun card overall. Uh, you know, Jessica Rose Clark got her arm broke. Uh, Macy Barber got a big win. She's looking for a title shot. So we'll see, man. But overall, good night of fights. Hope you guys enjoyed the fight campaign. It's so fun to do. Next one is uh, July 30th for the next big pay-per-view. I think that's Amanda Nunes, Julianne Pena. But I'll tell you what's fun is the UFC has a bunch of fights this uh, month in July. These fight nights are pretty lit. Start with uh, Faziv and uh, Dos Anjos this this Saturday. That's a fun one. The rest of the card's not great. And now when I say the cards are good, the, the main events are good. So you got Dos Anjos, Faziv, you got UFC London, Aspinall, and uh, uh, Curtis coming up. Um, what else you got, Jen? Okay, first one, this is uh, Max Holloway posting about his fight with Volkanovski. And it's actually kind of funny. So Max Holloway goes, I'm still up 2-0 on knockdowns for the trilogy. Probably going to need a fourth to settle this laughing emoji. Just playing. Congrats to my brother, Alexander Volkanovsky. Go get that 55 strap. You're in the shot. You're the number one pound-for-pound guy right now. Is he number one over Usman? Argument there. Uh, To all the fans, do not cry for me, Argentina. This is part of life. We need to rebuild, and we will. I love you. Uh, Then Alex said, absolute legend, brother. Yeah, I think for Max, he's done at 45. I think he goes at 55. It's it's all gonna be about styles there and matchups, you know, depending on what they want to do with them. Mm-hmm. And the next one is just um, Adesanya. Some um, reporter wanted to ask him a question about John Jones, and I'll just play it for you. Fuck John Jones. Fuck John. I don't want to hear about that bitch. What are you gonna talk about my nails for? Well, does he have like the French uh, nail thing there? Yeah, he does. Huh. He paints his nails. He paints like them, a- but then he also has a like a straight up nail job. What do you mean nail job? You know what I'm saying? Oh no, no. So it's like an a illusion. French manicure. It's an illusion. So he paints just the tips of it, so it looks like it's coming out, like it's longer. Mm. <laughs> he can do it, and he was wearing pearl necklace too, or pearl mm. necklaces. Mm. But basically, he's like after <laughs> John Jones. Mm. I don't talk about him. Mm. <laughs> And this comes from a guy to take some fashion risk, okay? <laughs> that's very Jared. Is kind of that's very one, yeah. Jared Leto of Izzy. But listen, when you're the baddest middleman on the planet, dude, you could fucking paint your face white, whatever you want to do. Go white face, dude. No one gives a fuck. Be lit, man. White face. Uh, Fra- uh, France says since Jones been sitting back and talking shit, Izzy have defended his title at least five times. Well done, champ. Some people talk, some people act. Hashtag three kings. Yeah. I can sit him, Kamaro, and uh, Izzy mm-hmm. are the three kings because all from Africa, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, John just needs to fight. But the shit talk is hilarious. John Stipe is going down, though. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> Tim, what else you all got, right. buddy? So this was kind of weird. A lot of fight news going on. Yeah, so Dustin Poirier, Poirier and Michael Chandler, probably two of the nicest guys, right? In the UFC. They hate each other. They somehow, yeah. Well, they, they had an altercation here. He's from Gilbert Burns' cell phone. 
You know what's interesting is the uh, Yuri's just chilling. Um, what's interesting is uh, everyone says the same stuff about Chandler. You're fake. You're fake. You're not real. Everyone says the same. You're fake. Josh too, right? Josh Thompson. Everyone, yeah. yeah. Josh, the majority of people. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, he seems as cool as hell to us. Yeah, he's always been great to me. Yeah. I love Dustin, too. Yeah. It'll be a phenomenal fight. It's for Poirier, it makes a lot of sense. I think for for Chandler, you know, he's probably waiting for the McGregor fight. If that doesn't work out, they'll get the Nate Diaz fight, you know. But mm-hmm. Poirier in a bad third option, no one has more choices than Chandler. The UFC just has to pull the trigger on one of these big fish. Yeah, he blew up so fast here. Or here. <laughs> <laughs> in the UFC. We did help. Yep. Just kidding. He's done all the work. There we was did a nothing. Help. Just kidding. Uh, okay, so this is Justin Gaethje talking about um, getting nose surgery. He's been waiting 13 years for someone to break his nose after he first broke it, but no one's broken it. So now he's going to go to the doctor, break it himself, and then get it fixed because he can't breathe. Apparently, it's been mess- Welcome messed Welcome to the club, life. dude. I can't breathe either, daddy. I'm doing all right. I broke in wrestling practice 13 years ago. It's, it, life's been hell since then. Uh, I have to wear a nose, a nose drip to bed every single night, eating, sleeping, living, training, fighting. I'm not sure. I don't even know what my fucking voice, voice sounds, sounds like. like. Uh, probably like mine, dude. It's not fun. I've been waiting for a long time to get this broken. No one has done it, so I'm going to do it myself. Give it one last run uh, towards the title. Yeah, so he's out for a hot second. Yeah. All right. During the po- uh, pre-fight press conference, Israel Asanya said that he'd give $3 million bucks to anyone who can give concrete proof that he actually does steroids or knows how to do steroids because of his you know gyno yeah I don't, I don't think he's on steroids you know the gyno and luke rockhold alluded to it too during the broadcast i i don't see it with him man mm-hmm. i don't you know i don't know what that is but um he says look i will give three million dollars to anyone who could have concrete evidence that i even know what the fuck i'm doing with steroids or how to take steroids i promise you three million if you find anyone who has concrete evidence that i've ever even purchased touched, or done any kind of performance enhancing drugs yeah i don't think so yeah, and this is the day that he got his 50 clean test jacket from Usada. Or is it Usada or just Nowitzki? I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Probably Usada. Uh, let's go to. Oh, just real quick, back to the Pedro Munoz thing. So he did suffer abrasions to the cornea, but then some guy did a breakdown on YouTube and it showed like Sean's punch right before. Oh, that kid done it. Hit right in the eye. Right in the eye. Right now. The and then later when he did the. So it's probably a combination of things. But the pawn, it barely like rubs a lid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I looked at the pawn. I was like, it's not like a John Jones, like no, no, no. knuckle deep, balls deep in the ice. Eyes were closed. Yeah. He just did this. So, I mean, I, I think it's from the punch. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That actually helps uh, Sugar's case there, doesn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, there's no way to prove it during the fight, you know. Oh, it It would be erroneous for us to... Do a show after Donald Cerrone oh, retires okay. and first not to talk about it. You know, Cerrone probably should have retired a, a few fights ago. He talked about even in the Connor fight, he didn't feel like fighting. So, um, you know, Cerrone's a straight up legend, man. I hope he goes on to make all the movies. I hope he's the next fucking Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. I love Donald Cerrone. That guy has always been great to me. Training partners for a number of years. When I didn't have money, let me stay at his house and train at Jackson's. When he's living with Leonard Garcia, just a great freaking dude, man. Legend. Legend. Yeah. And he actually looked happy during the time he said he wanted to retire. Hell yeah. yeah. Some people cry, but he was just like, I'd be stoked. happy too yeah. if I had all those movie offers. <laughs> I quit getting punched in the face and go fucking pretend to do this. Mm-hmm. Any tips, Pratt? <laughs> and this is Hamzat calling out Pahea after the fight. Really? What do you think of that fight? Oh, Hamza sweeps Destroys him, yeah, but still, that's yeah. a good fight. I'm, I'm telling you, the UFC ain't going to do it. Yeah. That's the other thing. Hey, UFC, toss uh, your boy Piera to Hamza. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> Eats him alive like my boy Joey Chestnut with hot dogs. Oh, my goodness, dude. Hell, yeah. Well, something's up with my computer, but what this is is Daniel Cormier at the Hall of Fame speech. He actually admitted that he did cheat. By holding the towel. Yeah, I'm sure. It's like, it was a way. calculated plan, too. For sure. Coach, yeah. yeah, good for him. Yeah. Shout out to DC. Him and uh, Khabib got a... Uh, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Inductions, yeah. Big deal, man. All right. Hopefully this works. I mean, can we get the Tough 10 cast to Hall of Fame? 
They biggest should season that, right? ever. It's the biggest season ever. Can we not get yeah. some jackets? Tribute to Should Kimbo I send too. my sizes? <laughs> Are they gonna let me in the building? Am I the Trail Owens of the UFC? Are they not gonna do I have to make my own jacket? <laughs> Isn't but even Tito got inducted, right? And Dana and Tito don't get along. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. I don't have Tito's career. <laughs> but still but I hear you. He's literally one of the most famous guys to ever do it. Yeah. But I, I like where your head's at, Jen. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Tommy Fury. Uh I know. What's what's this? All advising him to just go to the embassy to get his visa. That's all he has to do. But Tommy is showing no urgency. He hasn't gone yet. He's not communicating with us on what he's doing. Yeah, look at his chain. In case of Tommy Fumbles just being scared to fight me, I think that's what it is. I think the Fury family is trying to manipulate something here to make me fight in the UK. Okay, you want me to fight in the UK? Show me $15 million. Okay, because here in America, we do more pay-per-view buys, we do more ticket sales, and we do more sponsorship. I've shown you the money. We're ready to go. MSG, August 6th. Tommy, you're going to miss out on the biggest payday of your life? Yeah, it's not happening, is it? Because you want me to come to the UK? Like I said, I'll come there. Just show me the money. But y'all can't do that. Y'all don't have $15 million. This is embarrassing. Go to the embassy, get your visa, and let's make this fight happen. Stop ducking me and stop wasting my time. <coughs> yeah, so Jake is saying that he talked to the lawyers, Fury, Tommy Fury's lawyers, and they said that all he has to do is go to the embassy to get his visa and he can come into the country. He still won't do it. He won't, I apparently won't do he it. He just don't want the fight, dude. You can totally the fighter would do fight. anything to make a fight happen, especially get this bag. Yeah. So it's like you want him to come to England, but also when Jake Paul goes, you know, US does more pay-per-view sales, well the it's just, it's just a different kind of business plan over in the UK. Cause, you know, when Joshua fights or Fury fights, it's different. I actually think their pay-per-view is cheaper, so they 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 sell more pay-per-views but don't make as much that because America it's fucking eighty bucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Tommy is fishy out by Wednesday morning if he doesn't go to the embassy, come come out of hiding. Three three other opponents lined up. I'm built different. Yeah, that's yep, terrible, that's dude. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one's just Valerie Lareda, which we kind of talked about before mm-hmm. the companion. She's mm-hmm. now she's done with fighting and she joined the WWE. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's gonna be huge for her. Definitely. She's a bona fide dimer. She's a dime piece. Yes. Good for her. But what I don't know what it is, man. So I saw her like clips of the interview with Ariel. Uh huh. There's something about it that just I just I just don't like. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard her talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm well, a fan. I'm a fan of You sound like a hater, Jen. I'm not a hater. Uh, let me see what it. let me see the interview. Hold on, this thing's just <laughs> Your computer dying is right Is it too hot in here? That could be a tiny part of it, but so here's what she said, but pretty much. I'd like to hear her say it though. I have now become the first Cuban American woman. I am now a WWE superstar. I'm really excited. I've dedicated my whole life to martial arts and everything has come to this moment. This opportunity to showcase my culture and entertain the world. I'm emotional because I've worked really hard my whole life. I've had a very hard upbringing every day. I've always just believed in myself, trained hard, hoping to make the next step. Just chasing a dream that I've had in my heart since I was a baby. Good for her, man. God Definitely good for her. Man. Yeah, there God, she is right oh there. Oh my Jesus Christ! But yeah, I mean, dude, top five best looking of all time, man or woman? I mean, she's got to be freaking um, t- top three, top two, top three. Yeah, you might might be number one. Let's yeah. be honest here. Mm-hmm. Her body, everything. Yeah, good for you. Uh, Logan Paul, real quick, just di- signed a contract with WWE as well. WWE twenty twenty three, I think. WWE signed all these people saying, "Hey, don't look at the owner Vince McMahon. Check out these new signings." Yeah, yeah, that's what they're doing. That's interesting. Yes. Okay. Let's see here. Let's that. do a couple. Maybe one or two more before your computer catches on fire. <laughs> this is a real I don't quick one. Sounding. I know it was like making a farting sound with Stylebender. <laughs> but this article is just—I thought it was interesting because um, you know how Floyd made Jake's or not Jake Logan said that Floyd was not paying him. He's gonna sue him. He's gonna court as he to get his money. Yeah, Hell yeah. That's so, weird, right? Not to pay a guy. Yeah. And then Floyd's like, you know how this business works, like. It, Maybe not, Mm-mm. but it doesn't take a year to pay somebody. So Logan's insinuating that he just doesn't have that much money. But then Floyd put out this little message saying that he pays $300 million a month just for the stuff that he needs to do. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, I agree with Logan. I don't think he has money. Dude, hold on. So just say yes, no. 
If your nut is three hundred million a month, that means oh, you sorry, have, he makes three hundred million a month. Three million. Oh, okay. million I thought you were saying his his three hundred million, million a month. That's what he's saying he makes a month, Mark. Right, <laughs> three hundred thousand. What are we doing here? I ain't. I mean, uh, three hundred million. That would be one point six billion a month. Yeah, I'm sorry, a year. One point six billion a year. He says he. I don't know if I believe that. Neither do I. If if you're make yeah, I mean, I thought you were saying his nuts three hundred million a month. I'm like, yo, he definitely broke. <sighs> but yeah all right let's see what we can do here oh here's the opening odds real quick who knows what floyd's doing with his money he, he doesn't I don't know. it's not good but also for him not to pay logan is it, it's definitely skeptical hip eyes it listen maybe we don't know how boxing works but i don't give a fuck what business you're in even podcasting it takes forever to get your money off advertisers forever mm-hmm. six months three months sometimes i get paid from 2019 and shit reads i did it takes a while you know, because net 90 days sometimes or net whatever with boxing, even if it's net 180 days, which would be insane. He should have been paid by now. It's, it's not time. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It, it definitely caused some red flags with Floyd because if you have the money, you'd pay it. Right. You don't want imagine. this negative people saying you're broke and all this shit. You don't need this. Yeah. Uh, so Alex Pierre <clears throat> holds two wins over middleweight champion. God, how many times are we going to hear this shit? Adesanya open up as a 180 favorite against the plus 160 underdog for Piera. Um, but then but it before, changed. yeah, it changed. Numbers to minus 160 for Adesanya, plus 140 for Piera. That line's going to move, right? And the better is what they do is they want to get your money, so they're going to make it really close, so it sways to get your money. A lot of people are betting on Piera there. I'm surprised it's that close already, yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. I think with Izzy's background, what he's done in the UFC at the high level, I think Izzy should be a minus 360. Something around there, yeah. Minus 300. Yeah. It's insane. It, it's disrespectful. <laughs> but again, the the Vegas and these betters don't give a shit about you know Izzy or uh, Piera. They just want your money. Yeah. So that, they're going to line there so, to get your money moving. They want to move the line. Is that it? That's it, man. All right, kids. Boom. There you go. We got a lot going on. Thick boy. You got the new UFC 276 fight companion available right now on YouTube. You got the uh, Tim Kenny food truck available on fight com- or on uh, Thick Boy. And then we have a dope ass food truck dropping for you with Marvin Vittori coming up. My favorite. Uh, I don't know if I'd say my favorite. It's definitely good. It's definitely a rare food truck. This thing looks insane. It's pretty cool. We had to bring Italian out for Marvin Vittori. That was his only request. So we got a double-decker pizza food truck for him. Um, most expensive food truck in the world. So that's cool. Um, you got a fight night this Saturday. You got Dos Anjos versus Fazeev. They're supposed to fight before. Phenomenal fight. I do think Fazeev gets done. Tougher fight than you'd expect, though. Dos Anjos coming off two wins. He's won, what, three out of his last five, but he has lost four out of his last seven. So either way, it's a great fight at lightweight. Uh, that lightweight's getting dicey, dude. You don't have a champ right now. You have Okanasi come jumping on over. It's it's a little messy up there. So see what happens. It's a big fight with a lot of uh, implications on who's getting the next title shot. Fazeev is a fucking monster. Yeah. Uh, other than that, card ain't great, not going to lie to you. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Your boy is hitting the road. Fresh off a, uh, I'll say a three-day vacation in Ojai. Um, so I'm fully recharged. I will be at the Laugh Factory this week and the Improv this week doing spots around town in L.A. But next week, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Never been. Looking forward to it, boys. July 14th through the 16th is Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, Shab and Friends, some monsters is July 20th. That's Wednesday night, 10 p.m. show. Shab and Friends, some fucking monsters. Can't wait for that. The Hollywood Improv, one show only. It's the late show because it's so hot out. I'm sick of doing the early show because it's too hot. So we changed to the late show. That's July 20th at the Hollywood Improv. Shab and Friends with some monster friends. And then San Diego, one of my favorite places. If uh, I could do my work out there, I would move there uh, tomorrow. That's San Diego, California at the Laugh Factory in the heart of downtown San Diego, July 21st through 23rd. Special guest also is going to be on there. That's the Laugh Factory, San Diego, July 21st through 23rd. Baltimore, Maryland is August 4th through the 6th. I've never been there. And then just fresh off the press, 
Chicago, one show only at the Den Theater, August 26th. That's a Friday night. Um, this will sell out. It is one show only in the heart of Chicago, downtown Chicago, Den Theater, Chicago, August 26th. Just announced the reason I'm coming back to Chicago, downtown, is on the 27th. I have a tough mutter, the thick mutter at 10 a.m. You can sign up. The promo code is thickboy. You save 10% off on the sign up. Chicago, come on out. Um, anybody else who wants to come on out and run with the Thick Boy Squad, I'm sure they will have links up there soon. I'll blast it all on my social media. Come run with your boy at 10 a.m. It's me versus uh, the Buttery Bros. Um, it's Thick Boy Crew versus the Buttery Bros. It is limited sign up. They're limiting the amount of people that can sign up with your thick friend here because getting out of hand. I can't run with everybody. People get upset, so they put us in different flocks. So they've limited the amount of people that can sign up to run with your boy. Uh, as soon as that link is live, it will blast out my social media. So you have the freaking thick mutter on the 27th in Chicago, right outside Chicago. On the 26th, one night, one show only at the Den Theater in downtown Chicago. Get you some tickets. And then Apple, uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, September 8th through the 10th. Houston, Boston's all on there. Get you some, but Fort Wayne, Indiana, you're up next. And then is San Diego. Tickets at thickboy.com or fatkz.com. It's the Trash Panda Summer Tour. Get you some. Fort Wayne, you're up. Stay thick. Stay safe. Stay friendly. Love you guys. Enjoy the fights.